What's up? This is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. I feel like this has been a long week. It feels like a month since we've spoken, even though it's only been seven days. Eric, what's happening? I know, and I totally like botched that intro with my frog in my throat there. <laughs> but we're and you good. just said seconds ago, you just said, "Oh, I'm gonna get some water," so yeah, that doesn't happen. I know. It the did frog anyway. was there. It did. This is a live podcast recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? A live recording? Uh, it's, it's technically a recording. It's live to tape. Live to tape. Meaning okay. we do very little editing. <laughs> <laughs> and if it were up to me. There would be less editing. There would be even less, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's <laughs> Which going on? Which is probably good that it's not. What's huh? going on with you? What's new? I uh, What's new? Um, I don't know. I, I Tiana is doing, um, wants to do like um, some sort of landscape architecture work in the backyard, Whoa. like changes. So there have been landscape architects, uh, various ones coming by into the backyard and like giving ideas and quotes. Oh, wow. Um. I've never had to deal with that. <laughs> I have no idea how you even know who to hire for something yeah. like this because now that I've seen three or four come through, I feel like I could do the performance. Sure. And just, oh, this is a long history of things that you, you see other professions and you're like, I could probably do that. I, Wait, like, do I do that? Well, I'm just thinking specifically of like the when we were at NACA and you see the, the beat poets and you're like, oh, oh. I could do that too. It's a, it's a, you're right. It's a performance. Well, that's because I can do okay, yeah, slam poetry. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, <laughs> right, like now slam, that I've seen, <laughs> like, what my point is, like, whatever performance happens in the backyard, really to me, has no bearing on how good they are at their actual job of like landscape oh, yeah. architecture. To me, like, you could do a great performance in the backyard, or you could kind of be like maybe socially awkward and and be a little bit of a hot mess, but do great work. Yeah, I well, that's part of the job is the pitch, though, right? I think it is part of the job, <laughs> right. But it's a performance at the end of the day, and I'm yeah. starting to think I could, you know, maybe make like a couple bucks just by going around and giving my plans out for but, landscape. But then you got to deliver. That's the thing. Well, yeah, I suppose <laughs> that's true. I suppose that's true. Now, what that kind part of I can't do. Landscaping are we talking about? Because I've been to your place. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember much like grass. I remember a lot of like rocks <laughs> and like. Well, yeah. It's, well, we 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 may have added grass since you've been there. Okay. Cool. 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 But Tiana wants more grass. Ah. You want to know the three priorities? Yes, please. Uh, one is more grass for the dogs. Oh, that makes sense. The dogs need grass to run around in. Two is a replacement of pebble stone that is just old and like the pebble stone is no longer stationary. So as you walk, you get little pebbles stuck to the bottom of your foot and it's very unpleasant. Sure, that sounds annoying. (laughs) And uh, number three is is a little hangout area. We have one on one side at the back and now we want one on the other side as well with maybe like an outdoor couch sort of thing. Oh, that sounds really fun, actually. Uh, yeah, Does I'm it? on board for that. You're on board for the hangout area. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Definitely. Um, I feel like you should. You should. Uh, is there a way to get this on a TV show? There's so many landscaping and home design TV shows. Like, I feel like you know, celebrity Vegas headliner gets on. You know, that seems like an easy pitch to me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're pro- that, that might be. And I, I totally, <laughs> I think I've already missed the boat on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, same thing with, like, the house. Um, I'll never forget when the Property Brothers, right. uh, one of which was based in Vegas for quite a while, but I think he's back in And um, I think dabbles Atlanta. in magic, too. And does dabble in magic. <laughs> and both were at the show um, a couple of times, but the very first time was, like, I don't know how it got into conversation about that I had moved into a, a new home and it was like this whole why didn't you call us yeah <laughs> that seems like yeah pretty pretty uh, uh I don't know like a like a home run right there that's a- but yeah but to clarify I didn't know them at oh my god now I have the frog oh no oh no we passed <laughs> it over that? I did <laughs> It's staying in. It's staying in the episode. You passed it over. Oh my god. No. Um. Worst yeah, mentalism well, effect ever. <laughs> That's like a frog from my throat to your throat. Oh, is that even mentalism, or is that just straight magic? Oh at yeah, this it's point? a transposition. I don't Trans- know. Yeah. Well, Impossible a, location. I don't it, even know. If it's a mental thing, I don't know. If it's mental combined with your body, I don't know. <laughs> Technically, you can frame it whichever way. And now I feel like we're both ripping off David Blaine. This has gone down fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a real frog out of the throat. <laughs> yeah, but ours is a figurative frog, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's different. It is different. It's like when you have a different color playing card back. Exactly. <laughs> I do it with the red backs. So totally different. Which <laughs> is <laughs> not the case. Um, Anywho, I didn't know them at the time. I didn't. It mm-hmm. wouldn't even cross my mind to do something like that. And I never think to do those things. How I don't even know how one goes about being like. I want to do my re- redo my backyard, put it on HGTV. I wouldn't even know how to. Yeah. One one goes about that process, but there there is a way, I guess. Well, that does sound exciting, and I'm very jealous because I mean, again, I've never had to deal with um like a yard. I've rented apartments in New York for this whole time, so uh, I could I don't know. I gotta ask my landlord if he can redo the parking lot behind my building. <laughs> not well, to a- be honest, I mean, I could tell you were a little bit jealous before you even said it because you immediately took a dig at me talking about how all the all I have is rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just what I'm used to in New York <laughs> and Vegas has yeah, a lot yeah. of desert land. Exactly, exactly. So. Well, that's cool. That's fun. Um, how's shows going? Shows are good. Excellent. We yeah. uh. This is the first time I'm talking with you since we've increased occupancy. Right, that's right. So you're f- almost full force. Technically, I think I, I last week I was like, oh, we're going up to 80-something. We're actually, yeah. um, the capacity limitation at this moment is actually 65%. I thought it was going to be higher. You were very close. Yeah, right? Close. <laughs> close ish. enough. No, yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Off by 15. Um, you know Tom Rubino. Yes. And he's... um. Uh, Builds illusions for my show and so on. He's a good friend. He uh, came to the show on Monday night and had no idea that it wasn't a hundred percent. Oh, really? After oh. Just having sat in the audience and watched the show. So, from the audience perspective, it still felt like a full show to him. And mind you, he has seen the show many, many right, times exactly. at a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that's great. So- can there you- is a drastic difference between uh, what we were at before, like 40% to mm-hmm. 65 It is drastic. And I'll tell you uh, the thing I noticed first, and you'll know this. When I would go to the edge of the wings, mm-hmm. I could hear for the first time in a very long time the murmur of oh. the crowd just chit-chatting and buzzing with a little bit of energy, whereas at, at 250 people, the, right. you don't hear that. 
wow. this room anyway. Wow. You just hear silence, even though, because there's music playing, and even though people are chatting, it just doesn't, sound doesn't travel the same way as when you get a crowd. Yeah. Well, that's great. That sounds like it's awesome. And do you feel like your energy is more with the fuller crowd and like they're responding better to the magic as well? The very first night, I felt like it was harder for me because I got so, I got pretty used to performing at uh, 250, which is really like, it's not like performing for one cohesive crowd. It's like performing for like almost individual groups or in, and each one has its own personality because they were so spread out. Right, right, right. So it's like, right. this is the loud group. This is the fun group. This is, now <laughs> they all come together and now it's more the whole audience has its own personality, which is what I used to be used to. Yeah, that's, you know? that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah, it was a lot of hard work. It, I, that came out wrong, not hard work, but like I felt like I had to work harder on the very first night to like get back into the swing of engaging a, a larger group. Right, 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 right. Because you, know? you had to just shift gears a little bit. Yeah. It was a it was a shift, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's now now I'm digging it. Now I'm enjoying it much more that way. So, but it's been good all along. How about you? Well, that's good because I just recommended your show to Mindy Kaling on uh, Twitter. I saw that. <laughs> I mean, she. I mean, I don't know her at all. Uh, but she's. Uh, Nor she do was, I. She was just asking for Vegas recommendations. I was like, well, go see Matt. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I hope she comes. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That would be so. great. I mean, I figured, I mean, if she just didn't know what shows are open and what's around and what to see, I was like, at least a, one recommendation on Twitter will put the idea in her head. Who knows if she'll show up. But. Right. And as of this moment, there still are very few things open, whereas I think starting next month, we'll start seeing some of the uh, Cirque du Soleil shows come back and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, did yeah. you not hear about the new, sh- the Vegas show opening in November? No. Oh, the big news? Uh, someone yeah. moving from another casino? No, it's not. No, it's oh. brand new. Oh, I thought you were talking about that. Was the other big news was Matt King moving? Your oh, neighbor, right, right. Your yeah, na- to Excalibur. Yeah, your neighbor is no longer at Harrah's next door, so mm-hmm. he's down uh, at Excalibur. That'll be cool to see. Uh, yeah, I love his his new marketing. I think looks great. Well, it makes sense. Matt King, and he's a king, and a and castle. it's a castle. Yeah, that's good. That's, I like it. Um, so maybe you haven't heard this. No. This broke What's kind of November? a national news yeah. national news circuit, but America's Got Talent live residency. Oh, really? I didn't know this that. This is the first year here? I can't believe I'm like uh, breaking yeah, this news to Yeah, I have you. no idea. I had no idea. what. I mean, I had known about the residency that they had after my season at the Palazzo, right? And then mm-hmm. that was like part of the winning shtick. And it was like a six-month thing. And uh, I was supposed to do the live tour, which ended up mm-hmm. getting canceled. But because it I was going that. on at the same time as the, the Vegas residency. And I think they were they were kind of splitting their eggs into too many baskets. So they wanted to focus more on the v- Vegas residency. And that's technically what supposedly you win as the winner is like the headlining a show in Vegas, right? It's not not the deal you have now. It's, you know, one night in Vegas. It actually, the six months eventually went down all the way to like one or two nights that you did, what, at the Planet Hollywood, was it? Yeah, by the yeah. time I had done it, it was like two nights. <laughs> you had two nights instead of the six-month trial that they did during And that was season. just two seasons apart from I you. Know. <laughs> they, they changed a lot. So they I thought quick. they kind of moved away from that idea of a AGT Live, but I had no idea. So what is this? So what is the show in November? It's intended to run indefinitely. Wow. And what acts? Mm-hmm. Just random acts? Is it kind of rotating? Should yeah. I, it's should I get my rotate. manager to contact them? <laughs> yeah. I don't see why you couldn't do it. Right. 
Yeah, because um, they are going to rotate things in and out, and they haven't announced any of the acts yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, look it up. It's it's big news. There's supposed wow. to be like a big blowout on the opening night, and, uh, you know, you who go. knows? I'm sure some of the stars of the show will, will pop sure, in for that sure, sure, and things sure. like that. So um, that should be interesting, interesting to see uh, how that all goes down. And yeah. it's going to take place at the theater where Run was. Oh, right, 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 right. Is that, was Run, that in the Luxor? I believe so. And it, it, Run was a Cirque du Soleil production that did not um, work out. I know. I wanted to see it, though. It did sound like a fun idea, although I did hear it wasn't super great. <laughs> you could have just, yeah, you could have just stopped that sentence that wasn't. <laughs> yeah i should know well, i'm just hearing about this now i might have to have my manager see what's going on with this agt live show but considering how uh, gung-ho they were to have me on champions meaning they didn't ask me <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes <laughs> i can probably guess some of the acts they're already uh trying to poach for that but who knows there's i mean there's a new season happening right now so maybe this is a feeder into that too so they're gonna just pick from this new season have you been watching the new season i, I saw the magic acts but i i will yeah. say also i do believe according to you know what what i've heard so far is that the winner of the show whoever that may be will be part of the the cast of this thing. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But then mm-hmm. how long until the next season, right? As, do they get booted by the time like is it a year thing maybe? And, and the then... question is is you know, depends on who it is, what type of act it is and whether or not they even would accept such a right. opportunity depending on like you know, the acts are all different ages. Some of yeah. them are 30 people. Right. That's in the, you know what I mean? So it really just depends. Well, maybe it's just a flat fee, and depending on what your act is, you just have to divvy it up. Oh, my God. I mean, and it could be. And it could be. It could be. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, and that's interesting, too, because I'm wondering, like, we they had the COVID season last season with the uh, the poet who won, speaking of slam poetry, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the, uh, is that a headlining act? You know, like you're saying, there's a variety of different types of genres um well the truth know. is the headline is america's got talent right. as opposed to any particular act i yeah. think yeah, yeah right yeah. so um i think something like that in a show a variety show of sorts goes great amongst yeah. other things i think it makes anyway, it up yeah you know kind of up. like at like you mentioned naca already mm-hmm. and those slam poetry things always really brought the house down and it's they true. were going right before and after comedians musicians magicians the whole thing so right 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 the question oh is, and is i do think it's partying huh? i was just saying the question is is that partying vegas crowd willing to then stop and be like all right let's have some introspective poetry now i mean people go to penn and teller <laughs> yeah yeah it's introspective right oh i was gonna say and all their slam poetry <laughs> <laughs> Teller particularly Uh, is really good at it. (laughs) Teller might be one of the best slam poets that I've seen. (laughs) Just no one knows. What were you saying? Sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say it's it'll be cool. You know, it's a it's a good family friendly variety option in Vegas. You know, I I would assume. Yeah, I assume too. And it's got that. Yeah, it's got the name recognition. Now, have you seen the show, like the the TV show? Yeah, I caught the Magic Axe as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I've only I don't know if there I caught all of them. I saw three. Uh, like oh, I them. saw two. Oh, I saw 
There was a there was a guy in the first episode, Dustin Tavella. Did you see him? Yeah, I, I really thought he did a wonderful job. Yeah, th- this might be getting a little inside. I don't want to spoil, you know, anything here. Uh, I thought it was a great uh, presentation. I thought it was a really strong, impactful piece, not to take anything away from it, but just me going into, like, method-wise. Uh, so just to, just to recap, if anyone hadn't seen it, uh, he does a... Uh, what's known in the business as like a confabulation type prediction uh, where he has the four judges write down different words, dates, uh, and then it all is in a kind of video story about this really touching story about how he adopted his child, which is amazing. And like the certain things that the judges said appear in the video, uh, like there's a date written on the the box on when he uh, adopted the child. So, Matt, there's two ways to do predictions. And I hope he did the the one way versus the other way. Just uh, this is me talking out loud. Oh, maybe he, out of yeah, <laughs> no, certainly there was there was because absolutely if, there was no reason for any PS. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, here's the here's the thing though. Uh, he's either getting them to say the things he wants them to say, like a true prediction, or he's adjusting the prediction prediction based off of what they're saying is what i'm saying aren't you are you not aware of the method that was being used no i am but that's not i'm not worried about the method per se okay okay i'm worried about how the method affects the story of his adopting his child oh 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 (laughs) so you're getting into the moral aspect here yeah that's what i'm getting into a little bit so i'm hoping the story is truer than what i think was really going on (laughs) Uh, wow you really you really went into that yeah. <laughs> In your mind. No, see, I I just thought it was wonderful. I thought the presentation was um, really perfect, and his likability was just so yeah. high. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, if, if, if he didn't get Heidi to say the date, and you're changing the date you adopted the child for a presentation on AGT, it's not really, I don't know, I don't know. You have, a, you have an issue stuff. with that? I just think it's a little manipulative. <laughs> I think I, I think there's there could be truth in it, and there is a way to do it where it is true. Again, I don't know if that's the exactly his story of what he was doing or not. Uh, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that you know everything was legit in his story with the the kid. But uh, I don't know. It's just wouldn't you say that a, like it's a moral thing? It's, it's similar to some of the moral things I had with uh, the the Delgadio in and of itself with the letter. Uh, so, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all on that line. And we talked about that on the podcast, I think. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, did you see Patrick Kuhn? I did, yes. Uh, yeah. By the way, I'm rooting for all of these acts. <laughs> just, to, just to put that out there. So, Dustin, if, if you ever listen to this, I'm, I'm in your corner. So, uh, good luck uh, through this. Uh, Patrick did the uh, card uh, with uh, amazing sleight of hand stuff. What'd you so think? good. So good. <laughs> I love his stuff. I mean, he he's just awesome, and like, he was doing that stuff on the judges' table without a close-up mat. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm like, dude, I could you're tell. Crazy. I could tell when he tried to pick up the deck of cards. That was where he was fumbling a bit, and he really needed that close-up pad because it was like a little hard to get those cards off the table. Now that's how hard it was just to pick up the deck. Now imagine the fact he's doing those invisible palm moves on yeah. the table. I'm just like, dude, you're crazy. But I thought it looked amazing. Um, Again, if you hadn't seen it, well, uh, the quick recap is he basically had the judges. He started with a brand new deck of cards, and he had the judges sign different aces. And um, 
basically he did a lot of stuff where the aces vanished and then appeared in different piles from one hand to the other hand. Uh, and then the big kicker at the end is that once the he put the aces back into a randomly shuffled deck, they suddenly were factory sealed in the case, reopened them, and then all of the cards were in new deck order, except that the aces were still signed in the right place. So that was right. pretty cool. I love that. I thought yeah. it was great. I, I I just now for the first time thought there might be some criticism of it, like using a method as an effect kind of. Mm, okay. Yeah. I didn't think of that as I watched it, but I, th- I could see some magicians who might use that method right, right, as right. a method being like, oh, it's weird to use it as an effect. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about with the resealing, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, I just, ugh, man, I that's probably, I love that style of magic, yes. and I'm so happy that uh, to see it sort of flourishing on the show this season. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it's right up your alley with the card stuff, and, man, that's... Patrick has chops, so that's what I'm saying. It yeah. goes another level. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I'll I'll take little moments of of from from that sort of genre of magic and sprinkle them throughout what I do. But it it feels very different than what I do to me because it's so heavily layered with necessary chops throughout. Right, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'll sprinkle in eye candy, whereas he'll just do like 45 seconds of eye candy. In a row. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like to me watching it. Yeah. The the third magic act was um which I don't think you've seen since you saw the other two, uh, Matt Johnson. I have not seen no. that. Now I kinda thought he was on the show previously. Was he never on the show before? Matt was on um Britain's Got Talent, I believe. Okay. And now he's on America's Got Talent, but he's doing a uh straitjacket escape where he's hanging upside down on this pivot board so he starts right side up and it's like a seesaw and it swings him upside down and there's a uh basically two giant buzz saws that are attached to basically a bucket that's leaking water and once it reaches a certain level uh, in the bucket it triggers the buzz saws to basically swing down and hit him where he's upside down so he has mm-hmm. to escape from the straitjacket and pivot himself back up and of course he does it in the nick of time. The bucket fills, the the buzzsaws swing down, and they hit the back of the board, and he's able to roll away safely just in time. It was pretty cool. incredible. I, yeah. I, it's pretty I good. I do think he's good, done good ring rig. I think he's done US television. I think he was on World's Best. Remember oh. that show? Yeah, did, was that a recent show? It was very recent. Yeah. There was like a panel of like 50 experts, supposedly. Right, 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 right. Like a wall of experts. You remember this? I never saw the show, but I know what you're oh, talking about. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. I think James Corden was the host. Yeah, that sounds right. Something okay, yeah. Like I believe he may have been on that show, which is why I thought he was on this show. Yeah, and they were looking for big danger acts. I mean, this would be the perfect thing for AGT Extreme, the spinoff, too. I forgot about that. Now, <laughs> did you tell me about that? I did, yeah. Okay. I don't know when that's gonna happen. I assume after this season is done taped. Uh, Got for, it. Done taping for. And the then summer. they can do an extreme live show. Yeah. Oh yeah. They can <laughs> just. Oh, how would they do that? That seems very dangerous. It'd be like one of those nitro circus things. Have you seen that? Yeah. 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 With a lot of fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. 
Oh man. Well, that's our uh, that's our AGT roundup section, I guess. Uh, it is. It yeah, is. Yeah, I'm sure and it we'll, was solid. We'll be talking about it um, as the season progresses. But you know, as always, uh, in those later rounds, we'll encourage you to vote. Vote for the Magic Axe and other um, acts if you like them too. I guess. Speaking of live shows, mm. we, we have, as I mentioned, things reopening here in Vegas. So Usher is coming into town. Uh, the singer performer Usher, not yes. Just what else? A random Usher. <laughs> the way the, when I first heard you say that, I was like, an Usher is coming into town. I was like, you don't have ushers already at your theater, man. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me ask. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know Usher's music? Uh, I, I'm, I, if I heard it, I could not tell you that was Usher. <laughs> you don't strike me as a big Usher fan. I know. I know mostly know Usher as like him like discovering like Bieber and everything like that, but I know he's I forgot a, that right. <laughs> he did discover Bieber. You're right. Um, but he's also like yeah, I know he's a big name and a big performer. I just if you paid me a thousand dollars, I couldn't name you one Usher song. <laughs> Not one. No. <laughs> wow, you remind me. Yeah, you must know. Yeah. Um, is that the name of the song, or are you saying? Yeah, that no, right that's now? the name of the song. <laughs> You, you know that know, one. Yeah? You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> now, anyway, uh, he's coming to Caesars Palace to do a residency. Um, uh, you know, some shows sprinkled out throughout July and, and December or something like that. And now, we happen to share a stage manager. Now, just because I don't know Usher's music doesn't mean that's not a show I would not go to. I would definitely go see him perform and be like, oh, yeah, that's an Usher song. <laughs> yes, and I'm sure it's a great spectacle and a great show, and, and yeah. he is an amazing performer. He's mm-hmm. one of those guys who can like sing and dance yeah. at the same time. And, Absolutely. You know, all that. But um, anyway, I go to a lot of these opening nights uh, when these kind of big residencies come into town, whether it's right. like a... Backstreet Boys or, or Christina Aguilera, Gwen Stefani, these type sorts of things, um, being in the Caesars family and all. Now, this is a, I, I, I want to know what you would rather do. And this time around, I uh, received an invite to a dress rehearsal of Usher. Oh. Do you attend the opening night or the dress rehearsal if you were given the option? Oh, that's a and good And you can't question. say neither because you don't know any Usher songs. <laughs> no, I would definitely go to one because I want to see the show. But probably not both, though, realistically. Agreed. Yes. Um, I'm trying to weigh the pros and the cons right here. Pros, opening night, it's a big fanfare. It's more to do. There might be more energy surrounding it. It might be a better performance because he's not maybe stopping and starting if there's any technical errors. But also, how many people go to the dressers? Like, if it's a small, intimate thing, like, you have your own private-ish usher concert where it's just you and you get to see the behind the scenes working of how a big production like that is put together well let me just guess i mean if it's a venue that seats around four thousand people i imagine to in order to make it feel like a dress rehearsal you got to have at least a few hundred mm. maybe still, even 400 or more that's you know? real intimate in that very. type of room <laughs> very very mm-hmm. i don't know i think i think for you because you tend to go to mostly openings I would go to the dress rehearsal just to see what that's like. Just to change it up? Just to change it up. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you like it more. Right. Maybe, maybe you get some one-on-one time with Usher. 
<laughs> That's I wouldn't plan on it. Maybe he's like, ooh, you know what, Matt? I know you do magic, but you could be the next Bieber. <laughs> we do share a stage manager, though. What does that mean? <laughs> Is your stage manager not working your show if he's working Usher's show? Yeah, so basically, like, he has a limited number of shows. Gotcha. You know, maybe he'll do, like, three a week for a few weeks, and then he'll disappear for a few months, you know, and then come back in December. Right. Um. So, yeah, so one of my stage managers is also his show caller. Gotcha. So you just lose him for the whole Usher run? Or no? Her. Her. Yeah, yeah. Sorry mm-hmm, for me to assume. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have assumed that. Uh, I don't think I've met your new stage manager. No, no, yeah. not yet, but... I don't know who you've met and haven't met. It feels like it's been like a long time since you've been out here. It's been a long. I mean, there was this whole pandemic thing, Matt. Um, so that that was even a year on since I was last sat in Vegas. But that is true. We were in a pandemic. Uh, uh, but hopefully that'll change soon because uh, I am trying to get that trip that I'll keep mentioning until I book tickets. Uh, but uh, but uh, speaking of pandemic, Matt. Uh, I found out I did a, another virtual show last night and it's weird for me now. I, I still love doing them. We had a great time. It was really fun, but it's weird that parts of the country are more open than other parts of the country. So here in New York, we are basically almost fully open, very few restrictions. We basically wear masks inside stores as a courtesy, but again, you don't really have to. Uh, and again, live performing is pretty much back. I mean, Broadway's not back yet, but pretty much everything is back to normal. Other parts of the country, lockdown still, things are bad. Like I did, this was a college gig, so uh, I know some colleges I've done are fully open or are back on campus. This school was not on campus at all; hasn't been on for a year. Still, still unsure what they're gonna do in the fall. So it's, it was weird to get, for me to get in the mindset of like, here I am in New York where the pandemic's like almost over and then that performing for them where they're still very much in the thick of it and haven't seen people and so forth. So I had to like, you know, change. I was changing how like my final prediction is worded because I basically was just using the same wording on a template for the whole time. And it was all about things we're looking forward to in the future once this pandemic is over. But I was like, uh, from my perspective, I had changed it to, oh, now that we're almost through this, we're looking forward to these things, <laughs> which will happen soon. But I don't know, you know, I was I was just trying to think how my show resonates with them and how I have to change it to other schools or other clients that are, you know, more in the open and up phase with particular things. Well, you're educating me right now, like, because in Vegas, like, as far as I can see, like, the pandemic is essentially over, other than, like, lingering restrictions that are almost a courtesy at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) um, So I wasn't even aware that, like, you would be doing a show where others are in the thick of it within the United States anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's probably more school policy, and they're just trying to, like, make sure that things are safe for their students. So I'm sure they're on campus. They're not on campus. Oh, they're not <laughs> some on of campus. Them, yeah. I was talking to some. This was a school up in, um, like, the Seattle, Washington area. Uh, but, you know, we had students calling in from all over, including as far as, like, San Francisco. You know, so, you know, just up and down the, the West Coast. So some, I think, are playing it a little bit more safe and trying to figure out what to do in terms of their community and the, the students they're responsible for. 
So they're, you know, they're very much not open as a school. So, you know, right. it was just it was just a, this weird dynamic between the two, I think. And just remembering like, oh, yeah, I still have to perform to their experience rather than what my experience is, you know? Right. Yeah. Are we like, in, is it because we're in like a hub, like you being in New York City, obviously a huge one. Um, Vegas, a sizable hub as well. So like access to vac- vaccines is different or? Uh, it could be that. I think also, you know, uh, like I said, when I did a couple of the socially distanced live shows at schools, like the schools were more cautious than the surrounding towns <laughs> were. So I think that mm-hmm. could be part of the case here, too, uh, because, I mean, Seattle is a big hub, too, I, I assume. I think I just saw an article that, like, they were the first to get 70% vaccinated <laughs> or, like, one of wow. them completely. So. Uh, hmm. That could be totally wrong. Uh, don't trust our facts here on the show. But uh, <laughs> but again, uh, they're just doing what's best and they're trying to follow guidelines and every com- like the communities within the cities, I think, are, you know, doing their their best to to navigate it still. So uh, it was a great show. I had a lot of fun. Uh, we had yeah. Some some good improv moments. And then, you know, some pieces. Yeah, I was doing like a long kind of like word association thing. And just uh, sometimes people have a hard time picturing that. So that kind of went off the rails a little bit and we made jokes about it. And, you know, it's always that's the fun part about doing a live show or in, in this case, a live virtual show is, you mm-hmm. know, those moments when things go off the rails, because otherwise you just watch a recording. Right. <laughs> that's true. Same thing with live theater. But yeah, yeah for virtual as well. Yeah, it 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 really shows you're in it and you're in the experience and uh but again that that was such a minor part of the the show that everything else was so, you know, so fun and seeing all the interactions and you know, so I'm still doing virtual shows and I have a couple more scheduled already and you know, who knows come the the fall if they're still going to be sticking around but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. I can't wait to see if the virtual game lives on. It yeah. will in some capacity. I think in some capacity. I think the hardest part is in between long, like um, long times between doing virtual show. Right. It's the software updates and making sure you're still up to date and the software still works and you still remember how to do all the things because <laughs> there's a lot of tech involved. Uh, so like, you know, I know there's an update for one of my for my uh, broadcasting software right now that I'm waiting to after my next show to update so just to make sure that my show is still running the the way it should uh but yeah the small setup i did have has been torn down yeah there you go (laughs) it's totally done well you're back you're back in your theater now so yeah the camera is gone it's now being used to videotape the shows nightly (laughs) (laughs) fully committed (laughs) that's great that's great yeah uh, I want to get into uh, the other weird thing I tried this week, but first, I think it's time, Matt, for... Diddle me this, diddle me that, will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? All right, Matt, uh, I warned you before we started recording that I don't know if you'll like this riddle, <laughs> but uh, here we go. I like time, but I don't like clocks. I like wine, but I don't like beer. I like Charlotte, but I don't like Jenny. Do I like George, Bob, or Mark, and why? 
Do I, the final question is, do I like George, Bob, or Mark, and why? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Before I have you read it again. Yes. My gut instinct tells me the answer is Mark because that's your brother. Oh, no. It, this is not a riddle I wrote, so oh, okay. I, there's no personal Please. bias. <laughs> I take it back. Let's hear it again. I like time, but I don't like clocks. I like wine, but I don't like beer. I like Charlotte, but I don't like Jenny. Do I like George, Bob, or Mark? I like time, but I don't like clocks. I like wine, but I don't like beer. Clearly, I didn't write this riddle. Uh, Right. (laughs) Personal bias. (laughs) I like Charlotte. I don't understand what that's a reference to, but I don't like Jenny. Is am I, do I need to know that reference to get this? No. Kay. Everything is self-contained within the riddle. Mm. I like time, but I don't like clocks. So now I'm starting to think this could be someone from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Wait, why? Because <laughs> they have a song called Time. Oh, okay. Again, if you paid me $10,000 to name a Hootie and the Blowfish song. <laughs> do you know who Darius Rucker is? Yes, he's the. Oh, lead. you do. He's the lead singer. Yes. So you're pretty that. good. No, no, I'm very bad at music. <laughs> For someone who went to music school. Well, that's what came to mind is that "Time" is the name of the song, as well as "Clocks" is also the name of a Coldplay song. I didn't know that. And maybe Hootie doesn't like that song. Okay, so that's not it. Barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I like wine, but I don't like beer. Gosh, I just feel like. That could be a reference to so many different things. Charlotte, Charlotte's Web, Good Charlotte, another music thing. I did uh, see them in concert. I'm sad to admit. I did too, I think, <laughs> for free. Um, High school is a weird time. It is a weird time. <laughs> um, Jenny, I think Forrest Gump. Jenny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that the Jenny it's referring to? No, again, all self-contained. You don't need outside knowledge of various pop culture. And then the final question is, like, is do I like jo- George, Bob, or Mark? Correct. So you have the riddle down. You, very good listening <laughs> skills. If this was a listening comprehension test, you would have gotten this. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, oh, gosh, I don't want to accept failure, but I don't even know. I think I have to, because I think I'm pretty sure without hints, I don't think I know the answer. So you can give me the thumbs down noise if you want. I'll, I'll give you the hint, uh, just because we haven't had one of these riddles in a long time. So I, I intentionally waited on this one because you were getting these so quickly mm. uh, when you were experiencing these types before. But um, uh, look at the words. It's a it's a word riddle. Look at the look at. So like if I were reading it, it might come a little easier. Yeah. So I like again, clocks. Yeah. No, oh. you don't like clocks. Oh, got it. So it's going to be the letters that are in those words. Um, by time, George, Bob, Mark. So maybe Mark. No, because Mark has a C. Uh, is it Mark with a K or a C? Uh, it's Mark with a K, but I don't think it matters. Oh, so it's not what I thought then. <laughs> um, I like time, but I don't like clocks. I like wine. Oh, but George, Bob, or Mark don't rhyme with time and wine. Right. So that sets up the pattern, but then there's the, the, the female names, too. Right. Charlotte. You like Charlotte, but you don't like, like Jenny. 
Why don't I like Jenny? Oh, is it syllables? Time? No. It's not syllables. <laughs> and it's not the exact letters from what I can tell. And it's, it's not starting with a certain letter. Not starting with a certain letter. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> the emphasis on starting now makes me go to the end of the words. E. 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 So who? George. Yes. I'm going to give you this first. And then. <laughs> That's a tough one. It was a very tough one. So why? Just to recap. It's because. because yeah. Oh, you want because, me to do it? No, I thought I didn't know if you were having me say it. I don't know. Who do you want to say it? You go. Rock, go. paper, scissors? You do it. Yeah. You, I can't even do it. I feel so defeated. You got to do it. Okay, I'll do it. It's because the words time, wine, and Charlotte end in an E, and so does George. There you go. Well, now, did you get that one yourself? Yes. Because yeah. because the, the, the way it's set up, those things are so random, those comparisons. So I knew I had to compare time to clock wine to beer and then mm. charlotte to jenny because i was like you can't compare them three in a row because they really have nothing to do with each other right so i knew it was then a word thing and then i was like oh okay that makes sense it's got to be george right right okay so, well done very well, good yeah it's a tough one so hopefully our listeners were on board with that but let's do some trivia matt picks up the question then he stares at it eric's at the ready time to use his wit pressure 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 trivia pressure trivia time. i'm doing this from memory okay i was bowling last night yes and there was trivia on the screen up above. Oh, I, you got my hopes up that it was something about the game of bowling. Has was, zero to do with bowling. And I was like, oh, I could do this. Like, uh, if Matt asked I'll do me that. what three strikes are called, I've got that. Three what is it? Three strikes in a row. You've never heard that term? I'm not sure until I hear it, no. It's a turkey. Three strikes no, in a row. No, yeah? I, I wouldn't have known that, no. <laughs> All right, That's cool, question? though. No, that would have been great. That would have been a great question. Anyway. Um, I had to dress up the question a little bit just to um, change it a little, but uh, I, I, I took a picture of it, so I reviewed it before we came on. So the question is, which of the following kills most people per year? Oh, geez. This is something I'm not going to get. Go on. Dogs. Yeah. Honeybees. Honeybees. Okay. Poisonous snakes. Sure. Oh, it's just three. Okay. Um, dogs, honeybees, poisonous snakes. Now, you would immediately think the most dangerous is the poisonous snake, but I feel like that's a very specific part of the, the world or country, and they don't happen as often as you think, especially because it's like, I think it's kind of hard to be surprised, especially like with like rattlesnakes. They, they give you a warning <laughs> with their rattle. <laughs> Um, so I, <laughs> I'm leaning away from poisonous snakes right off the bat. Dogs, I think, could be surprising number, like more than you think, uh, because you, everyone just thinks, you know, man's best friend, mm -hmm. you know, a companion. So that could be, that's my like dark horse in this. Like it could be dogs, but I'm, I think I'm going leaning towards bees because bee allergies are such a big like thing and that you could get stung by bees and if you don't have the right you know EpiPen or whatever 
it could be fatal. Um, and of course, my girl. You ever see my girl, Matt? No. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> 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 I won't say any more. Um, I'm gonna Does she with, get stung by bees? Uh, I'm not gonna say who gets stung by bees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I'm gonna go with bees, and I think it's in in the. If choices are A, B, and C, and I always like that when they line up. So B, honeybees is my guess. Yeah. <laughs> Choice B, B. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very good deduction. Yeah, that's my thinking. But I think there's probably a surprising number of dog ones. Uh, well, it wasn't of, crazy, but it's yeah. more than someone would think. Right. Uh, right. But the bees was just uh, it's crazy because like bees, not even including wasps and other things, like honeybees yeah. specifically, was still much more than all poisonous snakes combined. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, good thing you went bowling to get that trivia question. <laughs> yeah, otherwise I would have just been so confused. Here. Do you consider bowling a form of exercise? Um, no, not particularly, uh, but a, it is a game, right? Does like your arm, is your arm sore today? Um, I was very, very careful because like I have gotten a sore arm from like wrist mm-hmm. from bowling. Yeah. Yeah. And you need, it, it to is, use your it hand. is exercise, isn't it? Sort of is. It's like, well, it's like golf exercise too. I mean, I guess if you're walking more, it's probably and not using the cart, but like these <sighs> kind of like game hybrid exercise things i don't know i'm in an uh, exercising bowling or, mo- bowling or golf has more exercise involved what would you say maybe bowling because it's he- like well it depends on the bowling are we talking candle pin bowling like new england or like regular bowling <laughs> you call it candle pin it was duck pin and johnston oh duck duck pin yeah oh, same thing pin- with the small balls candle pin is the normal bowling and then oh, duck, candle pin is with the big balls. Yeah, and then I I got that right. Yeah, duck 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 bill duck ball. <laughs> what, what did you say? <laughs> duck pin. Duck pin. Yes. Oh, yeah. With the small ball. Yeah, and you yeah. leave the pins and you. No, uh, let's say big ball bowling. Big ball bowling. I feel like that's. I mean, it's you're lifting and throwing a weight. It seems like it's exercise. See, I thought. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say golf, in which case I would have thought we were gonna have a healthy argument. But I would also say bowling. <laughs> so that kind of puts this. Uh, Puts this one to a standstill here. Although to transition nicely into uh, what I was up to this week is uh, golfing has a lot of swinging motion. And I found out, depending on how you do swinging motions, it is tiring because I've actually uh, got into exercising a little bit. I am famously not a active person. Famously? Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Notoriously. uh, But I'm trying to move a bit more, especially, you know, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic here where it's just kind of like sitting around a lot. I usually got a lot of my exercise walking through the city and I hadn't been doing that for a year. Uh, but I uh, decided I was going to, you know, pick up running a little bit. So I have Whoa. like new shoes and like new shorts, running shorts with like a zipper pocket. I had to like learn all this stuff, which is weird. Uh, but we've had real bad weather uh, mm. <laughs> in New York, whether it's downpouring thunderstorms or like just excessive heat. So I haven't really done the running thing that I want to do yet. <laughs> You got all the accoutrements, just haven't gotten to it yet. Right. But instead, I decided to put on my VR set, and I started doing an app program called Supernatural, which is a fitness VR program. Wow. Yes. (laughs) And 
What it is is basically have you played Beat Saber before or familiar with Beat Saber? All right, you've played Guitar Hero. Um or, or maybe or you know rock rock band or anything. Yeah, I know what those are. Maybe played once. Rhythm games. So this is uh this is kind of like a Beat Saber to the max in a way that really gets you going. But in Beat Saber, basically these uh these kind of um uh cubes come at you and you hit them with your controller which are like basically lightsabers and you're just kind of swinging your arms in the moment uh in the rhythm but uh supernatural is instead of lightsaber it's bats big difference (laughs) and you're hitting these little floating balloons but the other part of it too is um there's like little triangles so you actually have to like squat and lunge to, to get oh. your body low to fit in the triangles as they move around. And uh, I've just been doing it for the past week now, and I'm already feeling it in my body uh, because, like, even just with the swinging your arms, you're supposed to have your arms extended and really do, like, full motion. And, like, it's it's basically aerobics is what you're doing. And you're doing it to songs. And, you know, as they're coming at you in the screen, uh, the, the fun thing about Supernatural is they'll sometimes, like, have you pivot. And, like, so you're moving around almost, like, 360 at times and trying mm-hmm. to get the patterns. And then in the middle of a pattern, you're, like, ducking down and you're squatting and, and then coming back up and lunging and you do like you know there's trainers there's like virtual trainers that are showing you kind of your stretches beforehand and then they're in your ear encouraging you with some of like the really harder more intense workouts being like you got this and it's like man that this is fun this is i mean it's it's gamifying exercise in a way uh but it's at least getting you know my heart rate up and i'm moving and you know i only have to do like 20, 30 minutes a day and, you know, just trying to keep going. There's nothing wrong with gamifying exercise. That's great. Soccer is exercise. Like, Yeah, exactly. The most fun forms of exercise are usually some sort of sport. Right. Yeah, So gamifying it, there's nothing wrong with that. That's really cool. Um, Now It's it's got the nerdy element, too, with the VR, (laughs) which which is right up my alley. See, I feel like I would get dizzy. Well, it's interesting too because yeah, yeah. I normally with a lot of VR, uh, if I'm in it for too long, I start to feel the effects of it too. But I think because I mean, you're you get these gorgeous views, like the the backgrounds are like oh, one we were on like Mars, which was cool, which was like real Land Rover footage, 3D mapped around. Why me. do you say we? We, because it's me and my trainer. We're a team. Oh, there, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and then, like, another one was, like, I don't know, in, like, the mountains of Peru. So you're getting these gorgeous views, just 360 around you as you're trying to do this exercising. But um, I cut you off. What did what were you saying? Well, no. <laughs> Your virtual trainer. Yes, my virtual okay. trainer. Yeah. The, um, I, I was going to go back for a step to the running for a second. You mentioned you had to get shorts or something with a zipper pocket. Well, the one times I had been running, I didn't know what to do with like my phone or my I, like, yeah, we keys talked about and that. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I got like a zipper pocket for my keys, like just. But it's still to gonna go bum 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 bum. It's gonna just, bounce. Uh, it's 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 uh in your lower back, so it's like behind you, so it does, you don't feel the effects of the pocket as much. Oh, but it still bounces. Uh, just like a key or two, yeah. It's light. What about a phone? Uh, I've just been holding my phone. Okay, so let me give you a pro tip here. Okay. It's not really a pro tip because I'm far from a pro, and I feel like the real pros run with nothing. Like, they don't have ear pods. They don't have music. They just run. 
Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Nope, me neither. But um, <laughs> my brother told me about this belt that they oh. make. You get them on Amazon. It's just like an elastic belt, and it has little pockets in it. Okay. And then nothing bounces. So like ah. you can pop your phone in there. You could pop, you know, anything you want, a credit card, whatever it is you need to have on you, pop it in there, and it's just like this elastic belt. Um, they make some that like clip. I like the one that's literally just like, um, like fabric, and it's just like stretchy. And that way you don't have to worry about the clip breaking or anything like that, because I've had that happen too. Well, I'm very new to running, so I'll give it a go uh, first <laughs> uh, with with what I got. And if I need a belt, I'll definitely keep that in mind. I just feel like another thing around me is a, is a lot at this point. <laughs> See, I thought for sure you were going to place an order for the belt first, and then every day from now until then be like, oh, well, I'm waiting for this belt to come in. <laughs> and then by the time it comes in, you have something else you need to order. It's fair. It's, it's likely. <laughs> likely might happen. Well, we'll see how uh how uh intense these vr workouts go first too maybe i'll just stay indoors especially as it gets hot but uh yeah it's yeah. another th- workout for your neck too because you got to keep the kind of the vr goggles you know steady and your your head is kind of weighted down a little bit with the. are the, they heavy the oculus quest is a little it's a little he- it's not bad but it's uh yeah they even send you like if you sign up for their like subscription because uh, because they give you a free trial of this for a while, but when you sign up, they they send you a uh, little sweat visor that goes like around the the Oculus where it contacts your face, so uh, so you're not sweating into the device. You know, we have a whole VR thing at the link now, like a whole store. I did not know this. Where people go in and they sit in these things and they put on goggles. I love it. Is it a is it like Quest? Do you know which system? I VR? do not know, but there's one on the promenade and one actually in the link, and I see people in there all the time. I've done a bunch of like, uh, you know, with my escape room group, we we do other kind of interactive, immersive things as well, and uh, you know, we often we've not often, but every once in a while, I've gone to like these VR places, like you're talking about, where you kind of experience things. There's the Void is the is a big brand name one where you know I've done. Ghostbusters where you're putting on like this is like full bodysuit like you got a chest piece and a back piece and like the head and like a, like a actual like guns that you're holding or blasters or whatever and uh so we were we were in the Ghostbusters and like fighting Stay Puft Marshmallow Man I think that was at Madame Tussauds in 42nd Street I don't think it's still there it could be uh but then there's other like pop-up voids there's like a Star Wars based one there's a we did a Marvel one where we were like Iron Man shooting with their palms and stuff it was, it's really fun coming out of a pandemic what would you say is a l- less favorable activity one of these vr things or bowling less favorable in terms of precaution because the vr you got to put on goggles you got to sit in a thing bowling you got oh, the shoes go. you're sharing balls what do you think well i mean bowling alleys are known for spraying those shoes though <laughs> does that uh, do so anything <laughs> <laughs> They've had the aerosol sanitizer for years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a quick, quick little into the shoes. Did they do the holes of the ball? Probably not. I've never once seen that done. Have you? <laughs> Certainly oh. not in between turns. No. 
Exactly. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, these balls are already here. Might as well use them. Who knows where they came from, right? Well, yeah, it's one of those things you don't realize, too. The lanes are so close to each other, but you're pulling off balls off the same little, I'm sure yeah. there's a name for it, dolly, as rack, the, the, the group rack. next to you. Yeah, yeah the yeah. same rack, like because the yeah. ball gets delivered back up, and then you grab it or the person next to you grabs it on the other lanes, you know? Right, right. Thoughts? Um, I don't know. Well, the thing I would want to do is probably bowling because, I mean, in the pandemic, I have a VR, so I could just do the VR. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> just relate it right back to yourself. Well, yeah. I don't need it, so I'll just go bowling. <laughs> but I will tell you what, that was a, a lifesaver during the pandemic was to just put on the headset and then suddenly you're a place that's not your apartment for a while. Right. It felt like I was going out somewhere else. So, you know, that was that was a benefit to have while we were in lockdown. But uh Right. But now that the world's opening up, I'm I'm I definitely like that I have it when it's raining and thunderstorming <laughs> and I mm-hmm. can do this exercise stuff. But mm-hmm. uh the other thing it has you do to keep your streak going, like some days you know you need rest days, right? When you're exercising. Sure. So I tried meditating, Matt. Now <laughs> is this within the VR thing? They have many different programs within the VR thing, yes. And so I tried it with this. They so your eyes it. are open the whole time. You can close them. I enjoyed the view. I think it was of Crater Lake. So I was sitting on the ledge looking over Crater Lake, and it was gorgeous. And uh, and that it, was your favorite part of the meditation. It was. It was. Well, they guide you through it, and then they just kind of sit there and let you be with your thoughts. And then I was like, how long does this go? <laughs> now, now I can relate to that because I, I had tried meditation on and off for years. Yeah. And I, 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 I had to do a group one once. Like as when we talked about orientation last week when I was yeah. part of the orientation program. And one of our directors that we had one year used to lead us through a meditation like once or twice a year. And like we'd like lay down in the dark in the room where we normally had our meetings. Uh. And like, and I just remember just being like, well, this is a nice rest, but like, yeah, I didn't actually couldn't. My mind wouldn't allow me to follow the guidance. Right. Well, I tw- tweeted out my thoughts during my meditation. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, gosh, I have so many questions. So <laughs> what was the guidance that like, first of all, how long was it? I don't know. I had to quit. It was the silence was too long. <laughs> I didn't even finish the meditation. Like, was it five minutes? Was it twenty five minutes? Was I it... think it was probably closer to like nine or ten minutes. And you quit before the ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need more information. So, like, I if you had to recall, yeah, it was what all about did. okay. So the guiding meditation, and maybe it's, I just chose the wrong program or whatever. Maybe I'll try it again at some. Is point. there a beginner one? Uh, I thought this was the beginner one. Okay. okay. <laughs> so this was, I think it was called building blocks or whatever. And th- they were supposed to like lead you into meditation, but it was basically folk. He had me focus on like what of all the traits I want to see in myself, what was like the most important one and to like focus on that one and like mm. see how in like, there was a lot of water metaphors of, uh, you know, this is a force that's always moving forward. And so are you towards your one goal It's very like aspirational. And I was just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Is, yeah. This that's is dumb. <laughs> that feels like an odd place to start for me because it's mm-hmm. almost like, it's like almost like a visualization. It's almost like a, uh, uh, like a self-help motivation thing yeah and i yeah i'm very wary when it comes to get that kind of stuff sometimes yeah so, me too yeah. 
Me too. Yeah. And I have stumbled across some of those. I don't do them frequently. And and I always stumble across them sort of inadvertently. <laughs> um, but like, I think they're, I think they're good and helpful, like in conjunction with like the basic techniques, some, and, and I only know the basic techniques of the types of meditation I do, but obviously there, there's no right and wrong. There are other techniques too, but like, I'm not sure that particular like technique, if you want to call it that, would be like the best place to start. But what do I know? Right. I tried another sort of relaxation meditation to to help try to fall asleep while I was awake, and it was like tapping. Oh, was this VR as well? No, this was just another app that I quickly deleted off my phone. What Uh, app? (laughs) I don't know. It was like breathe or something. I saw it on like a Instagram ad. Not calm. I think it was breathe. Uh, but uh, again, I think I may have just chose the wrong program where they're like having you tap different pressure points around your face. So I'm <laughs> laying in bed doing this and I'm like, why am I doing this? I've literally <laughs> never even heard of that. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not on board on this meditation thing, Matt. I know you're you're with it, but what, what do you do? Do you use an app or anything? Or you yes, just, yes. So point? I have two and mm-hmm. I would recommend one certainly to start because like the other one is a little more intense and like I wouldn't start with it but um headspace I'm sure you've heard of yes yes I mean I feel like it's tough to go wrong with that one gotcha I mean yeah like it's it's very um you know it's science-based it's just two basic types of of meditation um blended together one is called samatha and the other mm-hmm. one is called Vipassana. They don't tell you any of this, but that no. is actually what it is. Okay. It's very user-friendly and just like, and now we're going to do this. But those are the types of meditation that it actually is um, involving if you read up on it. Right. Um, and it's mostly like focus on uh, uh, a lot of it is is bringing your attention to your breath and and then sort of catching your mind when it wanders to other things and then just gently bringing it back to the breath again. And there's a certain skill set involved in that, and it's it, it's quite um, it's quite good. It it, it it's quite effective, in I my opinion. I don't know if this is something I'm gonna get into. I'll I'll try the Headspace app, but again, it, I I mostly did it just because I was like, this is a fun experience, and maybe I can get some jokes out of it. So I I think my tweet was uh pretty much the culmination of that. <laughs> but um, you know what you might like? What? Just just pop on like episode one on Netflix of the Headspace show. Oh, okay. Now we got Netflix involved. Now I'm yeah. on board. <laughs> the avenues to get involved are just—it's a cornucopia of opportunities here. But yeah, you might enjoy that because they're short, yeah. Um, yeah. and then there's like a short meditation at the end of the episode. So like it'll go into some of the science. I believe I only watched the first one, um, and then it'll kind of take you through a basic one. And like I feel like it's a, probably a great place to start. Also, you don't need to do ten minutes right off the bat. Do three. Do five. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I just can't fight the feeling of like, I should be doing something else right now. <laughs> I, you know, I'm right there with you. Cause I felt that for so long. And then uh, during the pandemic, it allowed me to just realize that this was actually important. You know, for, it was time for me. I don't know. I'm, my behavior is, is yeah. just better overall. Oh, I'm a better great. human than, you know, I was before. Not perfect by any means, but um, I respond to things better instead of react to things. Gotcha. Yeah. You That's- catch yourself before you, um, you know, for the lack of a better phrase, snap or make a snap decision or mm-hmm, things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe that's, you know, that that's just my experience. But like, I'm sure it affects different people different ways, but there is lots of science behind it. 
hopefully that uh, that snap decision doesn't affect uh, my improv skills. <laughs> you got to be quick. <laughs> Do those. No, <laughs> I find it's helped me on stage actually. Oh, there you go. Good. I good, found good, that good. it's allowed me to be much more present on stage, and I get much less miffed nice. about little things. Instead, I'm like almost expecting. And looking forward to the things that go wrong to see how I can respond to them. I do think it's helped, actually. All right. Well, I still am skeptical uh, and always thinking uh, we should be, uh, I should be moving on to something else. But speaking of moving on to something else, look at that transition. <laughs> uh, let's do our Good goals, Lord. Matt. Uh, last week, you wanted uh, footage of the new show. You're working towards that. How'd you do? Um, that has been a fail. Yeah, so far. that's okay. That's an it's ongoing. No, well, ongoing. Yeah, it's ongoing, project. but it is a little. There is a little bit of a time crunch because you don't really want to be doing press, whether it's via Zoom or in studios or whatever, talking about your new production, rolling footage of the old one. Right. Exactly. So until we have that new footage or commercial or whatever you want to call it, um, it puts other things at a standstill, which isn't ideal. But um. So yeah, that's definitely still a goal. Although I can't tell you that it'll be done by the time I we do this next week, so we'll have to see. Right, keep it going. Keep it. Yeah, going. that'll be one goal. And then like my other goal is uh to see if I can like start up a successful side business with the landscape architecture, just giving quotes. <laughs> quotes only. Only, only quotes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um. That's how great. about you. Uh, well, I, I was working on the website, so I still was doing that a little bit. I'm set to launch this week. That's my goal is this week it's going live. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I just have to finish the ad copy and I'm ready to go. So does uh, that mean by the time we do this next week, we'll have something to look at? Yes. Probably before then, unless I can get we lazy. do a, can we do like a, a can we go <laughs> through it on the, on the pod? Yeah, we could do it now. Oh, now it's like a test. Like <laughs> you're going to have you review my work. No, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll just we'll just take a look at it and we'll take people through it. Yeah, sounds good. And um, yeah, I think that's that'll be fun. We and can then, go over some of your choices and why you made them. Sure. Yeah, you're really I, good at that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I talked to a lot of people who had some websites that I really liked and admired as well. That gave me some good advice. So uh, you know, I, I'm curious to see your thoughts once it's all you know up and running mm-hmm. and uh, ready to go. Uh, I also had some writing projects. I didn't really tackle those yet, but that's an ongoing one for me. Uh, and also um, just continuing to book more shows. I'm back at the Rose Room on uh, the 24th of June. So if you're in New York City in Brooklyn, I uh, want to check it out. I'll put a link in the um, in the show notes as well. Uh, so just kind of, you know, chugging along. Um, what traveling goes on again. at the Rose Room? How long of a set are you going to do? Uh, it's a short set, uh, maybe about fifteen minutes or so. It's uh, in the, in part of that burlesque uh, kind of variety type show, so it's definitely eighteen plus. Uh, it gets a little dirty, uh, but my act kind of breaks up all the uh, the 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 nuttiness that goes on there. Um, right, but you are doing it. You are doing burlesque. No, I'm not. I'm okay. doing my mind reading act <laughs> in burlesque. <laughs> nope, fully clothed. <laughs> Is that a thing? Can you say in burlesque or no? No, I don't think that. It's not like an outfit. You can't just (laughs) say in burlesque, like in drag. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Fair Uh, enough. But I'm sure there'll be circus acts and other uh, fun stuff. So it's just uh, a good night out. Uh, So I had a lot of fun doing the first show and uh, now I'm back on 
for the 24th. And you have other friends in the show? Yeah, yeah. A friend produces it, and, uh, you know, there's uh, I definitely met, like, the juggler last time, so I'm sure he, I think he's a regular part of the cast there. And, yeah, I'm going to invite some friends to come see, and uh, it'll be it'll be good. We'll report back in a couple weeks. Very cool. And then I'm on the road again. I'm flying out to do some, uh, you know, orientation gigs coming up, so we'll, we'll have a blast doing that. That's great. The orientation gigs are fun. Yeah, those are fun. Up, up, orient, orient, orientation. What, what, what just happened here? Is that an <laughs> Usher song? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was like a little orientation remix just for you. All right, I can't wait until someone just grabs that audio of you doing that <laughs> and, <laughs> and plays it at opportune times. <laughs> and by someone, you mean the person who has the audio already, which is you, <laughs> the person who will be editing this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the person who I'm emailing the the naked file to right yeah, from here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh anything else you want to plug before we say goodbye, Matt? Um I think that's it. We're on sale for the rest of the year in Vegas. Lots of new shows up. I think we've got 180 shows or something like that on sale. You can find those on Ticketmaster or mattfranco.com. That's Matt with one T M A T franco with a c dot com very good and uh and you did an interview recently too uh a little was there we might cut this if i'm wrong but uh i think i did for is that for the las vegas sun oh it's like a little podcast kind of yeah you had a little podcast little podcast uh that'll be the interview will be also in print for las vegas magazine um but you can find it online right now in audio form uh las vegas sun i'm sure if you just like type in my name and hit news you'll see uh answering questions about uh creating magic during the pandemic and sort of what inspiration came from that and how it's affected the uh some of the new pieces in the show excellent well if you want to get in touch with us if you have any thoughts on all of this uh meditation exercise and vr uh even what you thought about agt so far this year uh, or the upcoming AGT live show I just learned about, email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com, mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com, and follow us on the socials at mindmagicpod. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all next week at our big 5-0, Matt. Wow, what are we going to do? Are we going to have Mark come on and perform the songs live? Uh, I will text him. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> Can we just have him come on then? He could do it a cappella. Uh, maybe. We'll see. We could do it I as a wanna, chorus. I don't want to promise anything, but we'll see. Maybe we'll have a couple surprises for uh, 50. <laughs> but I feel like our real anniversary is 52. I agree. Because it's a year and it's also playing cards. Uh, so. Should we plan a big blowout for the 52? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Let's do it, Matt. Wow. Well, what can we maybe, do? All right. Maybe we're going to brainstorm. Year in review. I don't know. We'll talk about Ooh. this off air. We'll figure it out. You don't want to have the production meeting here and now? No, we're going to wrap up now. We've oh. already gone long enough. So, uh, Matt, this was a lot of fun. Uh, good luck with shows this week. Uh, and uh, listeners, we'll talk to you again soon. 